lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Welcome back. So this week we are beginning the book of Shemot or Exodus in the Torah, and there's a lot of drama in this book. It is essentially the story of Pesach, of Passover. It is the narrative of the birth of the Jewish people. And so I want to take some time this week to speak a little bit about how the Jews got here, how they became enslaved in Egypt, just a little bit of background. And then I really want to focus in on the encounter between Hashem and Moshe at the burning bush, the famous burning bush. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about it because there's really a lot there that we can learn for our own lives. So Jacob and all of his sons joined Joseph in Egypt and Pharaoh gave them the land of Goshen for the Jews to settle in. So they were kind of able to stay separate from Egyptian culture. And that's what they did for the most part. But when Jacob and his sons all died, including Joseph, the Jews wanted to enter Egyptian culture, a lot of them. So the Torah tells us that they attended Egyptian theaters and circuses. They became steeped in idol worship, which is very hard for us to relate to like the desire for idol worship. It doesn't really exist today, but it did at the time. It was a very big taiva or desire. They were surrounded by immorality and it really affected them. And the Torah tells us that at this point, the Jews were in the, even though they weren't yet the Jewish nation, the Hebrews, the Israelites were in the lowest spiritual state they had ever been in. And as a quick side point, I just want to say, like, our environment is really so important. And if you're somebody who wants to grow Jewishly in any way, um, it's very important to be part of a Jewish community and and surround yourself with the right people who are also growth oriented. So how did the Jews become enslaved? Pharaoh was nervous at the Jews growing numbers and him and his cabinet members thought that they might take over. Basically, they were nervous. So. Basically, they pretended that they needed paid workers to build new cities in Egypt. And Pharaoh himself showed up with like a shovel and Egyptians came and Jews came, you know, reporting to to take on work, paid work. And eventually all the Egyptians slipped out and eventually the Jews stopped getting paid and they became slaves. And this went on for a while and the labor was brought backbreaking and torturous and brutal and basically had no purpose to it because they specifically chose sites to build these cities that had like faulty foundation. So it was all for nothing. It was just to keep the Jews enslaved. And eventually the Jews cried out to Hashem and he remembered them. So it's like Hashem didn't see their suffering this whole time. Like why did he remember them now? And a beautiful answer that I read was that when the Jews looked up to Hashem and called upon his mercy as their father, he responded in kind as their merciful father and decided to take them out. And this is a little side point for us that we can do this as well. We always have the option to call out to Hashem when we're suffering. And if we look up to him as our loving and caring father, he will respond hopefully in kind. So Hashem decided, okay, it's time to take the Jewish people out. And he decided to choose Moshe as their redeemer, Moses. And we don't know the full reasons, but we know Moses was very humble and also very merciful. 
And Hashem appeared to Moshe in a burning thorn bush. And what's amazing is that we're told the bush was on fire, but yet it wasn't being destroyed. The fire wasn't consuming the bush. So I know a lot of people think like, oh, like how could that be possible? But we've discussed the idea of nature and miracles and how Hashem creates the laws of nature. But if he wants at any time, he can override them. And that is a miracle. And we take nature for granted, but it's really a series of continuous miracles that Hashem wills into creation at every moment. So there's going to be a lot of these types of miracles that we see in the Exodus story, starting with the burning bush and, and Moshe's, Moshe's staff that can turn into a snake and all of the plagues, the Nile turning into blood, the Red Sea literally splitting open. <laughs> okay, so keep that idea in mind as we go through um, the book of Exodus in the next few weeks, because there's going to be a lot to discuss. There's so much to talk about. It's hard to even focus in. One symbol of the burning bush that always stuck with me that I really love is that the Jewish people are like the bur- are like the bush, the the humble thorn bush, and the fire is like our enemies who want to destroy us throughout history. Whether it's the Egyptians, like in the Book of Exodus, or the Nazis during World War II, or now like the Iranians and other anti-Semitic people around the world. So the fact that the thorn bush was on fire but not being decimated by the fire was Hashem's way of telling Moshe and assuring Moshe and the Jewish people that. The Jewish people are never going to be wiped out by our enemies. We will always survive and we will always live on. Am Yisrael Chai, the Jewish nation lives. It's a real thing and we are eternal. We're an eternal people, which it's unbelievable. So Hashem tells Moshe, you're going to go down back to Egypt and you're going to take the Jewish people out. And Moshe doesn't want to doesn't want to take this role of leadership and he doesn't feel like he's worthy. And eventually he says to Hashem, okay, so I'm going to come to the children of Israel and I'm going to say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they will say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And Hashem responds, which means I shall be as I shall be. Okay, so what's going on here? Hashem has different names depending on how he is revealing himself in the world. So the name Yudke Vavke represents Hashem when he's using the attribute of mercy. And the name for Hashem Elohim is used when Hashem is expressing the attribute of judgment. So when Moshe was asking Hashem, what name shall I call you to the Jewish people when I tell them that you're going to take them out? He's really asking, through which of your many names are you going to reveal yourself to the Jewish people? But it's really deeper. Moshe knew that the Jews were in a very low spiritual state, almost so that he doubted whether they were even worthy being redeemed. So he was basically asking Hashem, from which of your names stems the desire to redeem the Jewish people in their lowliest state? And again, Hashem responds, I shall be as I shall be. So this name of Hashem represents the future, potential, what will be. You know, we all have so much potential, but we struggle and we fail at times. You know, this is normal. This is human. So the name through which Hashem is expressing himself when we sin is this name. I shall be as I shall be. For when we fail, Hashem is able to see past our temporary failure and look toward the future. He sees the potential within us. And because of that merit of who we will be, he continues to give us life and bestow blessing upon us. So this is so amazing. Hashem was telling Moshe, yes, the Jewish people are at their lowest, and it seems as though they have no merit, but you only see them for what they are now. 
I see them for what they're going to be, a great nation who is going to keep my Torah and bring light into the world and be a light unto mankind, literally the representation of morality in this world. I find this idea so powerful because personally, I've done many things that <laughs> I'm not proud of. Um, I When I was younger, I really, at times I put myself in you know dangerous situations and I look back and I feel that Hashem really spared me any harm because perhaps even though I was in such a low state at that point in my life, you know, I had no connection to Hashem. I, I was living more or less a selfish physical existence. He saw who I was going to be and redeemed me in that merit. He saw that I was going to be somebody who was going to try to have a connection with him, who was going to try to keep the Torah, who was going to try to bring light into this world. Um, I don't know if I always succeed, but I, but I try. I want, that's what I want. That's my deepest inner Ratzon will. So perhaps in this merit, Hashem redeemed me at that point because he was able to see who I would be. So Hashem sees us for who we really are, which is holy souls that are pieces of Hashem that can bring divine light into the world through our thoughts and our speech and our action. Even if we have temporary failures or lapses, he sees us for who we'll become. So Hashem believes in us. And the proof of this is the fact that he wakes us up each morning. <laughs> you know, he knows that we have a purpose and we're worth sustaining constantly. He, he provides for our needs so we can stay alive because he believes in us. And so we need to believe in ourselves as well. And I think one of the ways we can believe in ourselves is not identifying as much with our failures and our lapses, but more so with our potential and who we can be and really who we want to be in our deepest will. I want to connect what we're talking about to a really amazing idea that I learned this month. So this month is the Hebrew month of Tevet, which is connected to the Mita, the character trait of anger. And I learned from my teacher, Yael Jorkin, who is a teacher for Shaviti, which is an amazing women's Torah learning program based in Jerusalem, but now is totally online. Um, I'm going to link to their classes below. And she said that every element, fire, water, air, earth, has positive expressions and negative expressions. So the positive expression of fire is reaching up, wanting to do better. You know, that expression, like you have to light a fire under your butt, like you are the motivation to want to be better. And the way fire is always reaching up physically, like a flame is symbolic of this. But the negative expression of fire is anger and criticism at ourselves and others. Self-hatred, being hard on ourselves, which is something we all do. But I was, as I'm learning this and as I'm thinking about the burning bush, I'm making this connection that the burning bush also symbolizes that we cannot allow ourselves to be destroyed, to be destroyed by fire, which represents anger and criticism. And we can do this partially through the element of water, which is compassion toward ourselves and each other through being patient with ourselves and others and having a good eye and looking for the good points. This is a teaching from Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. Looking for the good points in ourselves and in other people can help destroy this fire of anger and criticism that we have toward ourselves and other people. I heard a story recently where, from my teacher Yehuda Skoshevsky, also of Shaviti, where a woman was a nurse and she could not stand her coworker slash boss to the point that it was making her so miserable. And she went to her rabbi and her rabbi said, you know, name three good things about this person. And she was like flabbergasted. She's like, I literally could not name one thing. 
And he said, next week you have to come back to me and name three positive things about this person. So what was he doing? He was making her look for the good points in this person. And it was so hard for her. She was every day studying her, watching her, racking her brain. You know, what positive thing? There's nothing redeemable. Okay, eventually she comes back to her rabbi and he's like, okay, what did you find? And she said, okay, she's punctual. She's competent in her job and she presents herself well. Like she, you know, she's clean and and put together. So he says, okay, good. Come back next week and give me three more. She's like, three more? Do you know how hard it was for me to come up with those three? And my teacher Yehuda said, this is a girl she knows personally, she, the rabbi made her come up with good points of her coworker slash boss for six months. <laughs> she did this every week for six months. And what happened? Yehuda said, okay, so how do you get along with her now? And she's like, oh, we get along great. Our, our, the relationship completely transformed. Because she was looking for this woman's good points. And, and what Yehudas was teaching us, and breast love teaching, is when you look for somebody's good points, you're actually bringing it out of them in reality. You really change reality by looking and focusing on somebody's good points that are on their potential. So in tying all of these ideas together, I think it's amazing how Hashem appears to Moshe in a burning bush. A bush, the Jewish people are on fire. There's so much anger and criticism that Hashem and even Moshe could have toward the Jewish people for them being on such a low physical and spiritual level. But at the same time, the, the bush is not being consumed by the fire. Hashem's not allowing his anger or criticism for the Jewish people to destroy them. Rather, he's looking at their good points. He's looking at their potential of who they are going to be as a people, who they can be. And in this merit, the Jewish people are not being destroyed, but we're going to be redeemed. So to sum up, Despite how low we might think we are, or another person is, if Hashem is sustaining us, he's acting through his name, Eke Asher Eke, I shall be as I shall be, which means he's seeing our potential and sustaining us in that merit despite our temporary failures. So too, we can emulate Hashem by seeing the good points in ourselves and in others, and thereby sparing us from being destroyed by anger and criticism, which is represented by fire. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.